Listen, players. <laughs> You're listening to the Movement, Strength and Play podcast by the School of Calisthenics. Here are your hosts, Tim and Jacko. So welcome to another podcast. Tim, if my mathematics is correct, it is part three of four of the recovery series. I said what that number is to... it? What is the total podcast number? Oh, that's a good one. I think, uh, I think, I think, I think, I think it's 164. Ooh. It's not 165 because that's next week. <laughs> but it... But I could have that wrong and it could be 163, but I think it's 164. And we have got uh, one of the team, Coach Owen, who is an avid, cold water, get yourself in nature type of guy, roped me into jumping into some cold lakes. Um, and uh, yeah, I've been absolutely loving that. And actually his whole sort of natural, holistic approach to life, not just training, and how that impacts his recovery is what we talk about in today's podcast. Yeah, for me, Owen's got a philosophy around his health, fitness and well-being, which is what the industry needs more of. He's very mm. balanced with it. Um, very, uh, Owen's a calming kind of person. Um, and I think that'll come across in the way that he, he conveys his message and philosophy in the podcast. It's a, It was a great conversation. I always enjoy spending time with Owen and he's got a little bit of some different perspectives and how he sees the world. And where I feel sometimes the fitness industry gets super charged up and it's all about intensity and... <laughs> Owen brings a little bit of calm to the occasion and not that he doesn't train hard, not that he doesn't recover hard, not that he's not like all in. He's just got he's just got one of those nice, very level can, Do you know what I'm trying to say, Jacko? Yeah, I know, so I know. He's got he's like a, a je ne sais quoi. That's what, that's, <laughs> got, what, that's what I was looking for. He's got a bit of je ne sais quoi, but at the same time, he can bring the energy when you when yeah, you want it as absolutely. well. So yeah, I know I like that. And one thing we do talk about, a part of this recovery series, um, is, is about how we can optimise sleep. And that ties in very nicely to thank our amazing sponsors at Newton Wood, who are sponsoring this series of, of podcasts around recovery. And they create the finest quality Epsom salts that you could ever wish to buy. Yeah, the uh, one of the big things about the, these Epsom salts is the purity of the crystal. So it's it's not just literally salt; it is the crystals themselves. Um, and so there are no additives, no fillers, no nothing. You are getting pure magnesium sulfate, which is, as Tim mentioned, about good for your sleep, but it's good for your recovery. It's a muscle relaxant. It's good for uh, reducing inflammation. It's the type of thing if you're like me and you want to improve your recovery day in day out from your training i have two or three baths a week and these babies and i not only sleep like a baby but also um feel the benefits from a recovery perspective and timbo is using them in the shower which for me is outrageous but i'm loving the uh, the reports back and the text messages you send me of like how amazing your night's sleep was well yeah exactly before we get to that jack i've got a little anecdote just to kind of just to, to texture this conversation for people Ooh, so often we like we don't think about anything these days about going out and spending three pounds on a cup of coffee right for the purposes of waking us up well these are only 250 and why would we not spend 250 on calming ourselves down and getting ourselves back to sleep it seems like why why is it it's always about spending money on getting more when in terms of energy mm. when actually recovery and sleep is it's a good equally, point if not you more know if important. you if you woke up after a terrible night's sleep and some, someone said to you like I would pay a lot more than two pound fifty to have had a better night's sleep if I'd had a terrible night's sleep. If you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. If you put it yeah, that exactly. way around. Exactly. For me, one of the biggest advantages of, as of these is that you can use them in the shower. You can put a little bit of pile of crystals in your hand. You can get yourself wet. You can lather them straight, and you can rub the magnesium sulfate, which is effectively what Epsom salts is, straight into the skin, and you still get the benefit. If you're not the sort of person like me that wants to sit around in the bath for half an hour, even though it's just a conversation from the day, but if you want to get going with them, you can give them a try. You can get them from the website. They're on two two pound. 50 per bag they come in a little sort of bag perfect travel size sachet as well so you can take them wherever you want to go and they're an absolute game changer and you can also then text your friends in the morning and tell them what a good night's sleep you had like i did to jacko the first time that i got a, a little will yeah you just don't need to send them a photograph of you in the shower like tim did but if anyone wants that photograph then uh, that is also available from the website now <laughs> <laughs> that's not well that's not two pound fifty <laughs> right let's get into it yes it's time to roll that jingle. All 
into then part three of this recovery series that really enjoying spending a bit more time focusing on how we recover and prioritizing that over just necessarily all the effort and energy that we put into training. We have a very special guest today, Coach Owen, uh, Owen Jackson, um, my brother from another mother. And um, rather than necessarily talking about specific um, like tools that I might do right this at this particular time, Owen has a very holistic approach to how he is looking after recovery and looking after the body um, and we're going to be talking a little bit about some of those things that are so easy and simple and free for us all to be able to do. Um, one of those things, we don't have to talk about NSA first, but he, is, he has uh, been one of the main people that's got me jumping in ice-cold, freezing lakes as of late. Um, and so we can talk a little bit about that as well. But Aaron, welcome, to, welcome back to the podcast. You've been on before, so of course you should be on more times. That's it. How are we doing, guys? Uh, it's uh, it's good to talk over Zoom rather than over a WhatsApp message full of emojis and um, <laughs> just <laughs> just general banter flying around. So uh, in the DMs. So yeah, good to good to be on, chaps. So um, just give us a bit of an over like your your approach in terms of how, if like if we said to you like what are the things that Owen does to sort of manage his recovery and energy levels and just looking after like general overall sort of holistic health that does incorporate how you're going to obviously recover from your training sessions. But what would you say, you know, top level, your your approach to this or some of the things that you do are, or top level rather than just specifics, just top level of those things? The biggest one for me, or sorry, the, the first one should I say is sleep. If I don't, get my quota of sleep now it's not necessarily hours obviously we know the numbers eight hours is is a good amount of time but if i have a broken sleep or poor sleep or um obviously with your endeavors into nasal gang and um and breathing around oxygen advantage um i found that i was a real heavy mouth breather and just taping my mouth at night has been been something I've implemented relatively recently, uh, but very consistent with. So the quality of my sleep has gone up. So you've, um, you've noticed that we're taping the mouth. Yes. So I've probably yeah. done it even. Uh, if this is this is to the the extreme, but I went wild camping back in <laughs> last year, and I even took some micropore tape uh, a little bit and <laughs> and then cut it off and stuck it in my mouth. I mean, it didn't really matter to me because. Uh, the wind was howling and nothing else was affected, but I did take my mouth. Um, but the, the other things, um, you know, that possibly more, well, oh, just on that, Aaron, yeah, like, cause for some people, they've never heard that before. And I remember the first time I, no, when I bought the book, auction advantage, someone immediately messaged me saying, have you got to the bit yet where you'd have to tape your mouth? And I was like, what? Like, I didn't think this was that, it, it wasn't weird until that bit. Um, and, uh, but, you know, like for me, I was terrible at snoring and what would break my sleep up wouldn't be me actually snoring. I wasn't that bad that I wake myself up. It would be uh, the wife, Mrs. Jacko, giving me a massive elbow into the side and just waking up going, what are you doing that for? Yeah. Um, and that would massively affect um, massively affect sleep. But on, Tim, on sleep, you've mentioned um, to me your first endeavour into an Epsom shower having a big effect on your sleep the other day. Yes, hello everybody. I am here as well. I should have said something yeah, sorry. before just now chatting, to right. introduce myself. I was just thinking, oh, this is in danger of just being a bit woo-woo. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, I, sleep is a big one for me. I think when you look at what we try and do with athletes, it's the number one thing that we want to try and just get sorted first. I mean, we can, there's so many like fancy things that we can look at in terms of um, recovery strategies we might use like game readies which is a combination of like ice and compression and we've got all these like fancy expensive tools and they're all have got a time and a place but like we often think about a hierarchy uh, or imagine a pyramid what are your base level recovery strategies get those nailed down first and like we say with everything earn the right to progress to go and do something mm. else but like sleep has got to be there it's that people have recovered and survived off getting quality sleep for millennia and it's like it's one of the things now which we actually often probably sacrifice in for something else um and you know we were like we kind of want we want the more complicated things the harder it is to do the more expensive it is to do the must be better for my recovery well actually sleep is free and it's really good for you so just get that sort of first but it's i don't know this world makes it a bit more difficult so i'm interested in when you talk about sleep like 
so many people know that they shouldn't be on their phones and, and like have a bedtime routine. But it's so easy to get tr- to fall into that trap of oh, just browse this or I've got a message that's come through. Yeah. Like it requires a little bit of discipline, to be fair. So I'm interested just on your general kind of like sleep routine, sleep hygiene, sleep habits. And you've obviously mentioned one of those already, but um, th- there's probably some more things that if people are not comfortable with taping the mouth, that you would probably just sort of suggest would would kind of come first. Yeah, no, absolutely, Tim. So I think us as coaches and people in sort of a service industry, you oftentimes put someone else in front of you. So if a, if a DM comes through late at night and you think, well, it's only, it's only a 10 second answer, I'll just answer it. But then the knock on effect is then you are engaged, the phone is in your hands and then that will sort of cascade. Oh, uh, you know, I, I best have a quick Google, see what, you know, see if I can go a little bit deeper, see if I can give them a better answer. Um, so something that I've started implementing is uh, there's a health uh, app on your phone. Mine's Android. So it just says, you know, you can, you can put certain measures in place that will uh, disconnect me from social media at a certain time. And then my phone also automatically goes into like um a gray scale so it's less stimulating to my little chimp brain so i don't get so excited and you know because these these apps are designed to keep you on the ferris wheel so that you are actively engaged you are the product you know if if, a, if an app is free then you are the product so you get engaged in that and then you're then you're back on the um you know back on the treadmill so that's something that's been that's been fantastic for me um sticking on some blue light blocking glasses again that's just that habitual nature and i know you guys are big on that as well just trying to cut out all that sort of junk artificial light um and then uh, a bath is another good one for me as well you know same as you guys mentioned that um because i can't or i you know try not to be on my phone when i'm in the bath you don't want any uh illicit pictures getting sent anywhere <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's just um, just i do to send them to me good measures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well that's the thing we'll, we'll go on to the cold exposure later but there's no point having your phone around in the cold exposure because uh, it doesn't make a difference because uh, there's, there's, there's nothing grand to show but uh, but in the bath you know you know dim the lights that that's a bit of you time to just start winding down and then at night I'll then just bring in a very sort of um people call it mindfulness or meditation but just that time where you are trying to break down the thoughts and just trying to disassociate from the um the routine or the the high stimulus that you've had all day and then just just you know find your find your baseline we've spoken about this probably potentially not on the podcast before Tim but we've spoken to each other so in terms of like when you're like when your mind's like racing at like three o'clock in the morning because you've got loads of ideas or there's just stuff going on in your head that that can master that'll be one of the biggest things that would affect I always I never have a problem falling asleep it's more a case of like how well am I going to sleep through and often that'll be dictated by what how I've managed that sort of and not just those thoughts not just before bed it's like giving yourself some time during the day to do some processing if you're go 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 the entire day and then go right i'm going to do half an hour mindfulness and and a bit of breathing before bed yes that's great but you that's potentially not going to offset the like go 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 that you've had all day um there was a book i read a while ago um i think it's just called rest um where it talks about the need to do some like have some time during the day where you're doing things like just like washing the dishes or just medial tasks that let your mind just sort of like ponder and wonder and just process things and figure stuff out so that it's not trying to do that at three o'clock in the morning because that's what you know that's what affects you can really affect your sleep and I've I've definitely noticed that myself Um, and interestingly last night was one of those for me where I didn't sleep great and I'd spent all all day just like sort of being on it if you know what I mean never took any of those little bits of downtime out I think that's a huge one for me because it's like the, the nights, I, I don't really ever struggle to fall asleep. I'm tired by the time I, I go to bed, but it is that intensity of working. And, and I think probably 2020 and, and 
COVID-19 has made that even worse for us because we don't have those breaks from a, just from where, like if we talk about our, um, our, our visual system of, we're constantly looking at a screen all day. Whereas where normally like in, in, in sort of standard times, you'd at least have a drive back from the office or you might sort of go out and have a coffee or, or, or whatever it might be or go mm. to a meeting where you're sort of getting a bit of a break where we, I see, I feel at the moment like work is super intense because we are fixed on, on screens, whether that's mobiles or laptops, whatever. And then when I get to the end of the day, because you're kind of busy computing, you then sort of like my mind is just racing. So it's it, this year, I think one of the, the biggest things that I've learned is actually getting that bedtime routine nailed down. And when you get it right, like it's flipping brilliant. Like no one, no one wakes up from a good night's sleep and go, oh, I wish I hadn't slept so well. Like <laughs> you always like, better. you always... Yeah, you wake up and you go that, that you know if you if you know what it's like to sleep badly, and when you wake up, like sometimes you wake up and you're just like that was amazing. I want like yeah. more nights like that. So I don't so know whether it's a like little a little bit of I, I was kind of on the pillow. <laughs> yeah, the, pill- the pillow. Yeah, no. <laughs> then you've had your mouth open, Jacko. Surely not. I know. Um, no, but just seeped out the side. Don't worry. um so i was just going to say like this might be an interesting one because we can dwell on sweet on sleep because i do think it's important but um should we like owen's kind of talk through a little bit of bedtime routine and let's take our average like let's not take our best practice because let's let's shoot for the middle and then we can because we can always add a little bit but what is jacko your standard like bedtime routine then owen uh, owen you go first actually and then me and jacko can jump in off that but just give me like the process nice and steady overview so I try not to eat too late because I don't like to, sometimes I do, I like to manage it so that I am full but not stuffed. And then I'll go for an evening walk because that helps me digest. Um, so I tend to be on the streets, at, um, you know, sort of eight o'clock, half past eight, just uh, basically help me digesting and also feel like I've got a bit more bandwidth. As, as Jacko was saying, that just sort of a mundane task around the block, a, a lap I know very well. So I can just either just work on my breathing or just listen to a podcast or something there. Um, from there, I like to have a shower at night and I tend to finish with a cold uh, cold blast because then that will drop my core temperature. And then from there, I will then go into a sort of a, you know, put a candle on or a, you know, a low light and do some 20 minutes sort of meditation or, or breathing practice, just something super light. Um, and then from there, sometimes read, but I tend to find if I try and read before bed, I'll, A, I won't digest it and B, I'll just end up reading the same paragraph over and over again. Like it's not a time for me to be open and learning um, or just something very, very light, like a, you know, almost like a magazine article. Um, but yeah, and then I tried to be in bed sort of 10, half 10, because I find that if any later than that, and then that affects me because I'll still wake up at the same time. So I'm still go at six or half six. So the earlier I can get to bed, then then I feel like I get a better quality sleep. I, I'm not someone who can lie in bed and just doze and just doesn't matter what time of day. My body still has a, a time that it will try and wake up. So, so yeah, so I wander around the block, cool myself off a bit, um, and then um, just um, a bit of, bit of me time, just unwinding and, uh, yeah, dissolve some thoughts. Nice. Nice. I feel I feel like I want feel, to go to bed now. Just listening yeah, to the, so the feel, tranquility. Of feel quite quite relaxed. Yeah. On, Jacko. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, step one would be obviously uh, cooking cooking up the batch of potatoes for tomorrow. So probably a couple of kilos of those. Um, no joking. So finishing like I guess for me it probably starts like after after dinner. Sort of trying to think about winding down there. Um, and probably like things being like trying to get off phones and and things if there is something going on where I need to um then it would be like with the blue blocking glasses on um and I would turn my phone on airplane mode and make sure I leave that um on airplane mode and don't just, I still use it for an alarm and I use it as a timer in the morning um 
when I take my waking heart rate and, and bolt score. But I would so that'd be on airplane mode, so I can't use it, and also like turn turn the Wi-Fi off before going up. That's mm-hmm. my job. So trying to reduce EMF exposure during the night. Mrs. Jacko's job is to get the electric blankets on during the it's winter time. Get the, get the lucky blanket on, so it's <laughs> nice and toasty to go in. And uh, yeah, I would like a not every night, but probably like three nights a week an Epsom salt bath. Um, and I would read either read a book in the bath or read in bed, and then uh, a little bit of light breathing work to just really down regulate get into that sort of parasympathetic state ready to ready to doze off and then depending on how tired i am or how amazing the book is um i with all intentions to take my mouth but sometimes i fall asleep whilst i'm reading the book or whatever um and then don't actually get that done but i think i've trained myself enough now with my mouth tape that i still just now if i don't take my mouth because i fell asleep before i could do it then uh I'm still not snoring. I'm not getting smacked in the ribs by Mrs. Jacko. So, uh, and I don't wake up with a dry mouth or anything. So I think I am have retrained myself to use the nozzle, the nose for uh, for breathing. So that'd be me. Airplane mode, downtime, bit of a book. Yeah. I th- sorry, just jumping on that one. But putting a block in, that's that's yeah. I would I would totally agree. Airplane mode. So even if you reach for your phone, there is there is a barrier to stop you doing something with that that's uh, yeah that's very nice. and equally like having your i don't want to go down that route necessarily but just having your phone on even if it's on silent but you've got the wi-fi on you've, you've put it on your bedside table it's right by your head like you just it's just unnecessary electromagnetic stuff going on like you just don't it's, it's just unnecessary you don't need it so would recommend turning it off take your mouth and put your tinfoil hat on <laughs> exactly <laughs> Uh, I, I was just wondering, I asked this question and then thought people would be listening to this going, I haven't tuned in to listen to you boys talk about what happens when you go to bed. Um, so I'm, 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 I'm fearful that this, well, this may be dragging on a little bit. I've probably got a combination of both. I've got a child. I'm going to keep this real short. I've got a child. Yeah. So bedtime and, and wind down starts when he's in bed, which is typically between 7, 7.30, uh, at which point I'll put my blue blocking glasses on. Depending on what we're going to do in the evening, I might just sit and chill out and just watch something or, or whatever, just relax. Bed early. Um, Epsom salt shower now and we can talk about that in more detail if we want to later on but that has been an absolute game changer in the last two weeks of, uh, of using Epsom salts in the shower before I go to bed has had like improved my sleep drastically and that is not just a shameless plug that is the absolute solid truth so I'm now almost addicted having a week <laughs> of having a shower before I go to bed and spending 10 minutes with um, Epsom salts into myself um, yeah and then like red light on just to try and, and then read for a bit and then doze off so it's relatively like yeah just trying to keep it chill but we do watch TV sometimes in the evening because that for me helps me to switch off it's a distraction and an escapism so uh, the, the blue blockers if I'm going to watch something on TV just helps kind of negate at least some of that it's not ideal but let's be real world it, I I like the escapism of of watching something and just not having to think too much before I go yeah. to bed. My mind is busy during the day, so I find that it just relaxes me a little bit. So let's not vilify screens. Let's just use it appropriately. And we try to get to bed early. I'm in bed like quarter past nine, nine thirty. Um, and then yeah, that's that. Right, let's pick up pace a bit because everyone's dozed off. Well, something that will shock you is uh, jumping in a freezing cold uh, lake which combines the cold stuff that you enjoy Owen have roped me into with getting in nature as well. So like, let's, let's, let's get, let's tackle those things. Like why it seems to be that it's the type of thing. And I guess, I don't know if it was, if Wim Hof was someone that you'd seen as first or not. Um, I guess I had an ice bass when playing, we talked about this before, you spelled him like ice bass when you're playing rugby. That wasn't because I'd heard of Wim Hof. That was because, people were doing ice baths for recovery after after rugby games but the whole sort of getting in nature a bit more and doing some of the cold and cold showers um has been i don't know, I've, I've i've spoken to people all over the place um all different ages and ranges and everything that have have come across and and tried out sort of some of the wim hof cold exposure stuff is that where it started for you and and just again start top level and we can dive in like what's the what's the reason what's the purpose for it what do you get out of it there was a time, it was probably about three or four years ago. I think Wim was around. I think uh, that he'd appeared on either Vice documentary or whatever, but it was a New Year's Day. There's, a lot of people go either go jump in the sea yeah. or do something New Year's Day. And I was like, well, I'd quite like to do that. But being in Nottinghamshire is the most landlocked part of the country. So 
the closest closest I had at the time was um, a river. So me and a mate basically went and jumped in the river. It was, it was not far from Chatsworth. I don't know technically how how legit it was, but <laughs> we went and jumped in there, and um, it was super fresh. The air temperature was you know uh, in the single digits, and it was my first experience of it, and I was hooked. Is, is the simple answer. I've I've always enjoyed nature and always enjoyed being outside and always made it part of my, even when I was working sort of corporate job, I'd always make sure I'd get out on an evening and go out and, you know, or um, on my lunch break. And uh, so this sort of feels to me like a, um, you know, a microcosm of the, the bigger picture. So being out or hiking and th- there's always a body of water somewhere and it just just drew me to that but once i felt the 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 benefits as it as it were we can we can talk about the the actual sort of physiological benefits but anecdotally i just felt like felt superhuman afterwards and i think i was just riding the endorphins and my body just had a real kick and uh yeah it felt amazing and from there just trying to find bodies of water to to go in obviously safely and um again we, we can talk about how people can implement it you know possibly rather than just trying to find um find a lake because you need to be obviously cautious around the, the water you're going in and you know going with someone and all these these other things all these other caveats but um but yeah for me it was um yeah just once you've once you've done it that it's multifaceted in that one you are um, overcoming a, a an initial demon, you think, well, that's that's going to be flipping cold, um, but you overcome that. You're in the water, and then when you come out of that, you feel the um, upregulation. You know, you, you feel, um, as I say, sort of superhuman. So from there, I've just found other places to go, and obviously, you've been enjoying it. In fact, you've you've um, developing gills, I think, for all your bats. <laughs> Oh yeah, oh yeah, lake um, lake swimming. It's um, it's helping, and and I think there's a, a real community of you know people who are interested in it. And um, obviously, lockdown has um, stopped that sort of community aspect, but um, people are interested in it. You know, when they see someone chipping away at an ice lake, not that I've gone to this level just yet, although we did have to break ice to get into the lake. When you see someone and you go flipping it, that you know, some people are enamored by it and, and, and want to get involved. And, um, you know, it's one of these things that, you know, they're only, they're only human and there's nothing stopping, you know, someone else trying it or utilizing it. Yeah. I think there's like a, I guess the a, a doorway in is like just playing around with having, finishing your morning shower. If you have a morning shower, finishing it with it cold and just that, I think we had Brian Keane, Tim was talking about, um, choosing to do something that you don't want to do like getting comfortable with being uncomfortable that type of thing and going you don't want to have it cold but choose to have it cold just for even just like the mental choice of going like well there's going to be things i'm not going to want to do today but i've already tackled one of those little things um you know and i've i've been doing sort of cold showers in the morning and having various times i've had like done cold baths but there's something very different for me that i've noticed around when you go into a like my bath with ice in will be just as cold if not potentially colder than sometimes at the lake you go in but it's a it's quite a different experience in terms of the i don't know the the, the cold it, it i think because you the air temperature particularly when you get out is pretty you say you feel superhuman that for me is the worst bit it's like when you get out it's mm. just like brutal <laughs> but i guess that's part of it but when you're in when you're um when you're in there's that sort of feeling of you need to get you want to get out ideally that's sort of like the the reaction and the the body's sort of like fight or flight response if you like is like like fly like let's get out of here Um, but mentally choosing not to and trying to like slow your heart rate down slow your breathing down rather than them them racing high when you then get comfortable and, and controlled in that there's like a a stillness and calmness and when you're in nature and you see like there's something just beautiful out like water and then when you see a bird flying off or like it's just it's a very different experience to doing it in the bath at home 
um, is something I I've definitely experienced myself. Um, I I think this is a really sort of like quite a multifaceted um, conversation in terms of yeah. like what what is happening, why is it happening, and I think you guys have already kind of highlighted some of the real key ones. But it just made me think as you were talking, Jacko, that it's I mean you can't help but focus when you're in cold water, right? Like you you don't have any choice. You're almost exposing yourself to quite an extreme situation to get your brain to think about how it's breathing or how the system is breathing, to be present and to feel that kind of control over your own mind. Um, And I think it's sometimes like the world that we live in at the moment is is that we don't, it's so easy to to, to run on on just adrenaline and and just at a pace which is not good for us. And I think it's almost like it's a a shock to the system, isn't it? It's almost shocking yourself back into a slightly different mindset about how you're going to go about things. And I think it's, it speaks volumes actually. I mean, Owen, you can probably jump in on some of this about like what's, what's happening from a physiological or a sort of a, a mental health well-being perspective that's something you want to talk about and, and this probably overlaps a little bit with the point I want to make but it's it's like we're at a place where we where something let's say relatively extreme it wouldn't be if you went back a few hundred years because we've only had hot water for, for however long that come out of the tap so we used to get everyone used to washing cold water at one point in their life um back in the day um but it's, 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 I don't know, it's a tonic, isn't it? It's almost like an antidote to, to modern day life is to just go out and get in nature and just do something relatively extreme based on our current standard of living just to get the brain to kind of just focus and to switch off this like humdrum that we, we find ourselves in. I don't know, have you got any thoughts on that, Owen? It's probably much my personal perspective. Yeah, so it's, I, um, you know, there was the studies to do with um, Belgian uh, swimmers or a study in Belgium around cold water swimmers and they found that they produced more uh, glutathione which is you know a powerful antioxidant in the body um, things like brown fats um, which is what uh, infants have a lot of which is a which is which is although called fat it's actually closer to um, um, you know muscle skeletal muscle um, which is you know stores energy and is um, actually helps um, you know utilize our stores a lot better, um, and I think a lot of this stuff is sort of dose dependent. As uh, as Jacko said, it's that first when you enter the water, you have to be very uh, mindful to, to use a you know a, a word that's obviously quite prevalent. You have to be um, conscious of the entry. You have you know you are sort of bombarded with with that sort of fight or flight response but if you're able to persevere beyond that there is a um clarity because you're not thinking about your mortgage you're not thinking about um you know paying your car insurance you're not thinking about anything else you're not worried about how many likes you've got on instagram you're just trying to um calm yourself and subdue like all these uh, emotions that are sort of flying all over the place. Uh, from there, you can either, you know, persist, you know, continue past. And, um, you know, we can talk about, you do feel that connectedness. You do feel that you are part of something bigger. We, we sometimes forget that we're just, you know, a, an organism on a planet doing you know, 67,000 miles per hour through space, we, we forget that we're connected to a bigger bigger picture or a, a larger whole. And to, to go to your point, Tim, about people's sort of mental mental health and mental well-being, I think it's, I think it's great that we're talking about these things and, and people are utilising cold or uh, mental health, um, you know, to, to hang this, this idea that we are sovereign over our, our own being. We can be in control of something, something that we don't want to do, something that is sort of negative or perceived as difficult or challenging, and we can overcome that. So that's a very sort of easy win. But you say you don't have to jump in a lake to do that. You you can do that by, you know, in your shower at home, or you can do that in a, in a cold bath, or even um, a face plunge. You can fill a sink at home, and then dunk your face in it because on two levels we've got something called the uh, mammalian dive reflex so as soon as your face enters water it will actually drop your heart rate and lower your um, blood pressure to deal with the stressor now obviously 
and we talk about stresses that could be stress at work it could be you know stress stress at home but we also have you know positive stress in our life whether that's fasting or whether that's you know cold exposure um or even things like um i've done it with cold i don't think it necessarily has to be um you know as cold as the cold tap will go but i believe i believe it's as soon as we enter cold water then because it's a energy preservation we will start basically our physiology our, our hardware will kick in and go well we don't know how long we're going to be in here so we may as well just be a bit more um efficient with our energy usage so um but that that's been a you know a very sort of positive thing people that can even try that you know heart rate on heart rate monitor on your phone and take it before and take it take it during or after um but you know it's, it's one of these things where we, we can talk about how how efficient or how effective cold is um from a scientific standpoint but there is nothing like having to do it you know you can read as many books as as, as you want but it's it's a similar analogy to riding a wave like if people it doesn't matter how big the wave is. If you ride a wave, you still get the same feeling, and the and the cold is the same. It's it, whether you're in thirty seconds or whether you're in three minutes. You know, you you, you do feel um, an uplift, as it were. Obviously, if, if you push things further than you know that you're potentially capable of, then then you have to um, have to deal with that as well. But um, I I would encourage you. It's a very accessible way for people to take control of. Um, a, a, an aspect or a portion of their life which they may it may be the only thing they have control of at the minute um, and you know this pandemic has sort of exacerbated already existing mental health crises um, but but this is a way that people can um, you know regain some of that um, control uh, my I sort of wanted like my final uh, thought from me on it and it's a bit like what Tim was saying of like getting like the our norm now is to be super you know most of us in the first world western world live in a very comfortable sort of environments that in actual fact is very removed from nature and if you look at the lifespan of humans on the planet or in existence how we live now is like a tiny fraction of like what's normal for a human and therefore, what our norm is now, we might think it's normal for now. Um, you know, like I got, I haven't done it for a while, but in the summer I was doing like some barefoot walking and running, like literally like not having any shoes on. And the lady at the bottom of my road was like, are you okay? <laughs> like she thought I was flipping mental. And I was like, well, yeah, no, I'm fine. And I know I, I know I haven't got shoes on. That's not normal now, but... Shoes aren't actually that normal, you know, if you look at the whole the whole lifespan of humans and it was like, you know, she's no, I didn't actually say that to her, but that was my that was what I wanted to say, but I was just too sheepish. So I was like the idiot on the street with no shoes on. But um but just this idea of like getting outside of like the comfort zone that we've created for ourselves for like just a choice sometimes to to be a little bit uncomfortable and you know, we've found that cold is a, a a nice example of that and there's some of those other benefits you get but just the general thing of like build that's that's gonna build some resilience is how i sort of feel like a, a mental choice to do something different that is outside of like the comfort of everyday living to build some resilience like we should be like tim was saying however i don't know how long ago it will have been but like that you wouldn't have like hot water just easy on tap and it would have been normal to just have a cold bath or a cold shower because that's just how it was. Mm. Um, there's a, and the, there's a, those things build resilience. Yeah, there's a quote I, I quite like, stoicism, and anyone who sees my stories knows that I, I do like a bit of stoic stoic thoughts. But there's a quote by Marcus Aurelius, and it's these, you have power over your mind, not outside events. Realise this and you will find strength. And I think that just goes straight into that in the sense that, you know, you have to be calm, you have to focus, you have to put all these measures in place for you to come out the other side, um, you know, positively. I'm not saying that it's that once you go in the water, that's your final dunk and that's it. But it's it's we have that innate ability within us to overcome um, certain stresses or, or build that resilience, as you said. 
So let's we've, we've talked quite a bit about the the, the, um, the cold water exposure. And if, if someone's listening to this, being like, there, there are probably some people who are listening and go, right, yeah, I'm on board. Um, kind of in, in, got that as part of their week or, or routine or whatever that they, they kind of ever incorporated it. But if, if people are are looking to get started with it, want to try it, or even potentially are doing it already and want to enhance what they're doing, what's your sort of suggestions um, of, of people getting on board and giving it a go? Because I, I, from personal experience, it is a sort of thing that it doesn't sound like a great idea but when you've done it. Like you do, you do get that. You come out, even for me, like I do as a cold shower, it's more difficult for me to get time away to go and do it um, with family life and that sort of stuff. But like cold showers, you turn it off, you come out, you do feel great. Like you fit, your skin feels alive, your body feels alive. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, I can actually do that again because it's, it, you, you do feel the benefits. So if someone wants to give it a go, how do we get on board? Yes. So uh, precisely as you say, Tim, potentially at the end of your regular warm shower, just try turning that cold tap. Uh, you know, turning the warm down and turning the cold up. So you're over time getting progressively colder. And then I would say, uh, leave your head till last. So start from your feet, maybe go up your thighs, you know, your, your lower back and just, just utilize that and become comfortable, uh, you know, as, as comfortable as you can. You know, and just witness. Some people like to sing. Some people like to put, you know, a certain uh, bit of music on, which will fire them up or just just help them through. So either singing or um, or or just witness, just concentrating on your breath, just be very steady. And then over time, um, you can try rather than starting with warm and going to cold, you can start with cold. Now I think that's that's a, a bigger challenge because the, it, you're straight in. You know the the shock factor is 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 right on you. So I, f- I find the shower is difficult as well because it trickles. Yeah. Isn't it? Like it's, it's like it, you get you've got some cold bits and some warm bits, and like as you move around, it's like you, you're constantly being reminded of the cold trickle of water. It's a it's an interesting one of just I find myself sometimes fidgeting around in the shower trying to find a comfortable point, whereas um, I've got to the stage now where I just put my head underneath it and just let the water hit the back of my neck, which is uh, yes. actually the perception of that actually it doesn't do a huge amount for core temperature but your perception of the cold actually intensifies the shower significantly well i think the um when i mentioned sort of the brown fat stores around you i think they are located primarily around your neck and uh, mid-back your scap um around there so that i think technically if you're if you're looking from a um you know uh biological hardware perspective then that's that's not a bad thing but i know what you're saying and that you can you can get comfortable in one position but then forcing yourself to like a rotisserie chicken going rotating all the way around <laughs> making sure you're in all the all the spots um but you know as you say progressively as you, as you work further up your body getting your head involved uh that that can be a shock and send, you know, a real sort of lightning bolt through your system. Some people thrive off that. Some people, you know, it might take a little bit longer, but, um, but once, once you're out, you know, good, a good time measurement to aim for is maybe between one and three minutes. Um, but on, you know, getting out of the shower, I would prioritize getting yourself warm because there's something called the after drop. Um, where blood starts returning to your sort of peripherals and um, you can actually find yourself getting colder. Um, but so, you know, towel yourself off, make sure you get yourself nice and warm and um, you can find yourself sort of shivering even when you're fully clothed. So that's just something to be mindful of. Um, always leave a little bit in the tank so you can get yourself warm and uh, recover that way. But, um, but yeah, from there you'll probably find that you're either whooping and hollering and, Again, getting really, um, you know, feeling those, feeling those endorphins, um, and then you actually start to crave it. I find after a while, um, because there's nothing, nothing quite like it. I, I say it's the equivalent to having, you know, ten double espressos, and, you, and you're feeling very, um, um, you know, alive or invigorated through that. But um, or before this podcast, I just had a, a you know, quick, quick cold shower, and um, that sort of aligns all my ducks, and I, I feel. I feel um, uh, upregulated. There's, there's something called uh, what norepinephrine, which is you know sort of a stimulant within the body. So, feeling alert and um, alert and awake. 
Nice. And just going to caveat, just Owen, just quickly, if people are thinking about going to jump in a cold lake, um, just in terms of doing that safely and yeah, just being to touched on some of those points before. But um, yeah, we wouldn't. You've got to sort of, like you say, there's, there's some measures you can put in place if people are thinking showers sounds like a bit beginners. I'm going to skip straight to level five, <laughs> yeah. go and find myself an icy lake. Um, yeah. So there's, there's, I know in Nottingham there's a few sort of organised events that you can go to. Uh, colic or um i think there's a place in sheffield that, that do it um but there are sort of outdoor swimming clubs um there's a place um, again it's I'm, I'm talking relatively locally but if you were to contact uh, an open water swimming club would be a good place to to look into it um, there are other ways of going about it but if you are looking to go for a bit bit more of a wild experience go with someone else know your um entry and exit points very well for wherever you're going um and then fresh water where possible um but as i say we're, we're getting into the sort of the the weeds of that if um, if people are sort of based in nottingham then, then feel free to contact me and i can advise them further but um and stay somewhere where you can put your feet down as well yeah. right i guess i was gonna say from a safety point of view of like I don't ever go in deeper than my waist. I like get to waist and then I squat down to like get, you know, so the head is just above water rather than going to a point where you might get in, get in trouble. If you know what I mean? So you've got to swim back and just stand up. Like it's only waist high. (laughs) That's all it is. Um, But I think even, even with them, yeah, making sure that underfoot it's, it's fairly um, hard standing because you, you know, you don't want, you don't want to be chugging through, um, through any sort of bog or anything like that so a clear clear entry and exit point and you can sort of see the floor and you, you know the floor is is suitable for you to be to be stood on is just say jacko where you can where you are in control of uh, as many um as many elements as possible and then um some people like to have little little shoes or little boots um to to get themselves in and out so as soon as it is time to get out and they don't have to be worrying about where they're putting their feet. They can just, um, you know, jog out and get their towel around them as soon as possible. I think just one other point on that, and then we can we'll probably wrap this one up. But um, you, you just mentioned there, owners, about plugging into like an open water swimming club or finding a group of people that are doing it. Like when I see people doing this and and, and hear about it, you, you start ticking these boxes, don't you? Like you've got the benefits that we've talked about from just the, the, the cold exposure. You've got the idea of getting out in nature, but you've also got community. And you go, okay, well now I'm ticking quite a few boxes yeah. for things which we know as humans are really, really positive and essential to our happiness and fulfillment of life. So you, I don't know, you, you do sort. I think where we, when we're talking about this recovery conversation where I can do things which are adding multiple, they're layering up and I do one thing and I'm getting multiple benefits. Uh, that's where I think we really have got some gold because it's, it's an efficient way to kind of spend your time. We know, we know we're all busy and this pressure's on. So you, you start kind of going, well, well, how do I get the biggest bang for my buck? I think the technical term is stacking recovery hacks. Or if it isn't, then I've just uh, coined No, not them. hacks. I don't like the word hacks. <laughs> I know, but you know, but, that's, but, but stacking and hacks go together, don't they? Or just on that, I think just to reiterate one point you had made before, but just on the safety thing of like, don't do it on your own, like do it with, like make sure there is someone else there. Great. Owen, have you got any final thoughts you want to you close us off with? Um, all, all I can say is that, you know, people, people seem to really, really vibe off it. So if, if they are based in Nottingham or if they're looking for any sort of information, a lot of my content is around getting outside, getting in nature and enjoying this body and enjoying, enjoying the wilds as it were. So, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it and I'll encourage anyone to do it, but just be safe about it. So where can people find you, Owen, on the social medias, etc.? So Owen B Jackson Instagram and then Owen Jackson on YouTube. I'm trying to trying to do a bit more on there. So a little bit longer format. So not trying to wow people in 30 seconds. So slightly longer if they, if they want to go get into the wilds and um, you know enjoy this beautiful planet of ours. Yeah, and then um, Owen into like direct email for Owen at Scorecast is Owen at Scorecast um, and worth saying Owen is uh, does online personalised 
coaching. If so, if you want to work with uh, coaches one on one, Owen is one of those that provides the online coaching. Just want to give a little, just a heads up quickly, basically a plug, <laughs> basically a plug for what that's like uh, and what you do with that, Owen, and then we'll we can finish things off. Yeah, so uh, multiple multiple options. People can work with me, you know, over an hour if they want problem solving. They can work on a longer term basis, whether that's you know a twelve week program or um, you can you can opt for something with um, with more in depth coaching feedback uh, as as part of the program. Um, but that's you know I know we've talked a lot about the holistic elements of, of things today, but um, but um, you know calisthenics and um, and and training is is my my other passion, but this ties in general. Brilliant. So uh, we'll put some details in for that in the show notes, along with links to Owen's social media on Instagram. If you don't follow, make sure you go and give him a follow and give him a subscribe on YouTube as well. We'll put the links in for those. Yeah, put it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for you to ask me the uh, final final closing statement. I wonder if I've remembered it or not. Well, it's changed. Ah, well. Since there's, a significant, there's a significant problem because we're recording yeah. this in week two of the new podcast and the ending is no longer class dismissed and what you've shown us Owen is that you haven't listened to that first podcast all the way to the end but you know I'm, I'm half fine. through to be honest I need to go for another walk to <laughs> you need to get for another cold shower <laughs> right, Owen you absolute legend mate thanks for spending some time with us and, and sharing uh yeah, sharing your experiences knowledge wisdom and just general philosophy about life i think there's a ton of things for people to take out there and it's certainly an inspiring when i see you getting up to what you do reminding me of this, the importance of some of these things so thank you very much for coming on and giving us the benefits of your brain it's been a pleasure chaps thank you very much there we have it a huge thank you for owen to come onto the podcast and share in his blissful uh, wisdom, encouraging us all to either safely try and do a little bit of uh, cold water experiments on yourself, whether that is just literally using a little bit of cold water or uh, in the shower, or even that like face plunge into the sink. Um, see if see how it works for you. This is what we're doing with the, the, the whole of this podcast series. Is like try things out, see how it feels for you. Um, you know, also the encouragement around getting a little bit away from those screens getting out of our normal environment getting out into nature which is actually more normal for us than potentially we might think and don't forget if you want to pick up some epsom salts with our partnership our podcast sponsors from newton wood then you can do that at the website all the details are in the show notes and the last little thing i might ask you to do is if you haven't done it already is just head over to your listening platform and give us a little review it helps us to get the message out to more people that we're doing a good job actually it helps us to realize that we're doing a good job but we really appreciate any feedback and any questions you want to send in anything like that you want to get in touch with us just drop us a message and we would love to hear from you but if you can give us keep it to five stars they're the kind of reviews that me and jack are really on board with yeah no you remind me actually you said you want to bring back some of the classic q a so if anyone has like specific podcast style questions where we can take one of those uh, deep dives um, into into a topic then email us uh, either tim at scorecardsets.com or david that's me my alter ego uh, david at scorecardsets.com uh, put in the title put in the subject line that like podcast question and then um, don't even you don't have to worry about the algorithm these days we haven't talked about that just send those questions if you've got one and uh, we'll bring back some of the q a style podcasts um, because we enjoy them we miss them Bring the new them algorithm is we'll check to see if you've given us a five star review and if you have then we'll read your question out <laughs> yeah, there you go <laughs> I'm, joking. There you go. I'm joking it's not that bad right let's joking. sign joking, off Jacko but not joking uh, yes go on you, you, you I, 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 I've um, I'm already now as I'm stumbling like scared of the it's the no longer class dismissed so I'm like I'm scared I don't, I don't dare you go for it alright friends until next week Keep exploring your physical potential with movement, strength and play.